Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, welcome to the Conscious Living Show, and we are excited about a new adventure. Absolutely. Life pushes us forward. It does. We're always moving and shaking. And what, what do you refer to me as? Moving target. Yeah. So we're always, we're always moving and shaking and changing up things. And so we are excited to announce that we have been uh, brought over to the Voice America uh, talk show network. And we will be in the variety show section. So that means that our audience just got a whole lot bigger. Right. So we'll be, you know, we'll be keeping our topics a general audience. Um, certainly we'll still talk about love, relationships, sexuality. But we're also going to talk about everything else that looks uh, like it could be a consciousness thing. Well, we want to stir it up a little bit, so we thought we would switch things around and, and uh, have the unconscious living show. What does that look like? <laughs> Daily life. Uh, tell, me, tell me, what does unconscious living look like? <laughs> well, I, Daily life. You see a lot of people that are unconscious. I think unconscious living uh, happens when someone says, uh, Mark, how are you doing? And you go, good. And, uh, do you have any medical problems? I say, no, absolutely not. I'm healthy. And then they look at my x-ray jacket and they see how many bones I broke in my body. <laughs> and I think we're all a little unconscious. We're living forever, right? Well, that's what we hope for. <laughs> I, I'm not ready to check out yet, are you? Nothing gets more depressing than opening up your Social Security mail, <laughs> where it gives you the statistics on how likely you are to live to be a certain age. Didn't look good, huh? No, it was one-third... 30% of people live to this certain age. I went, oh, wow. Wow. You know. Wow. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And that's unconscious living. I mean, we have to have a little bit of denial to make it through this world. So it's kind of fun to have some denial. Well, you know, I think we have to have some denial in this crazy world to survive, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there. And we have, you know, yeah. it, it could be very overwhelming. And I think there's a lot of stress right now. With what's happening in the news and how how much time you spend listening to the news can really impact your mental health. Right, but it is still important to stay a little bit in touch with what's going on because one of the ways we unconsciously live is we vote with our dollars and we spend our money on things that aren't important and aren't aren't. Uh, um, give me an example of something that you vote on that's not important. Mm. Hey. What do you mean? Like with my money, with See, my now time. There's, yeah, exactly. See, there's unconscious. Everything's important to me. Unconsciousness right there. <laughs> I, think, I think we vote with our dollars. And yeah. to come full circle, if, uh, if you have something out there that you really like, you have to support it. I mean, we vote in an election every two to four years, but we vote every day with our dollars. Right. And that's why I bought an electric car. Oh, so is that your conscious living contribution? Absolutely. And then I drive around and I see how unconscious people are. Right. Did you did you know that the that the uh, resistance in a car goes by the square of the speed? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> 
Well, so I, I was thinking about that in the shower this morning. I thought you would be. <laughs> I was washing my hair, thinking about the resistance of the wind in my hair and how fast I could run. Yeah, you could probably <laughs> go 30 miles an hour with the top down or the windows open. But boy, if you go 80 and make tea like you do when the buzzer goes off when you're going 80 miles an hour. Coffee's um, ready. Then... Um, uh, you probably would mess up your hair yeah. because of the wind resistance. So unconsciousness. Um, we're all should or saying that we're nervous about CO2 levels. Right. Global warming. So anytime somebody passes me going 80 miles an hour, I go, that person is not interested in global warming. Right. Because we need to make some changes pretty quickly in order to have an impact on our environment. And one of the quickest ways to do it would be to slow down because we can we can almost double our mileage if we go you know if you go 40 or 80 you got you got four times the resistance so go go 55 like we used to when we didn't kill people on the roads as much took a little more time to get there but that's that unconsciousness you know how what well, what's and important I, and i think the other thing is i mean when you're on the road too if you're going 55 and everybody else is going 80 you become a road hazard i don't have or a road clue kill. what that is like yeah you do people do flash <laughs> they do flash their lights a little bit I'm sure they okay <laughs> i might have been one of those people i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know who it is. Huh? <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing is I'm really grateful for people like you because you help counteract people like me. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, you know, I, I like to talk about unconsciousness, but actually it's it's the, the um, inconsistency that really is what's striking. Well, every time there's a sale at Lowe's or Home Depot or one of those stores, you see all the unconsciousness come into the clinic. <laughs> I, mean, I make a lot of money on sales with power tools, yes. Best one, best one ever was when we had that huge snowstorm and people were up on their roofs. I mean, we had 18 inches of snow and and we do not get that kind of snow here, so nobody knew what to do. Trees were falling. It sounded like a war was happening outside. And people were up on their roofs with their chainsaws backing off the roof with the chainsaw, cutting the trees off of the roof and not not doing so well when they landed. Well, they, they were pretty smart about that because they went out on the day that snowed when the snow was real soft on the ground. So when they walked oh. off the back of the roof, <laughs> it, they didn't hit the concrete. They hit 18 inches of soft snow. The next day with the ice, mm, not so much. Not so good. Not so good. So, so, unconsciousness. so unconsciousness is really, that, that's just where people are just, maybe in my, in my world, it's more where people never pause to think about what they're thinking. Right. You know, a little meditation, a little yeah. bit of thinking, kind of trying to make sure you're consistent. I had so many people look at my T-shirt that says, or my, that says, you know, there's both a numerator and a denominator in a math question. Some people know the difference. Ah. So study the numerator and the denominator, and then you'll start to feel a little bit more logical. Math is with us all the time. Yeah, my geekiness is showing. I'm a geek. I'm a geek. <laughs> So, Geeks are hot, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're kind of in vogue. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, so consciousness is really about maybe hitting the pause button periodically and listening to your inner teacher 
for me, it's meditation. Uh, last night, I was out in the pool um, under the stars, just floating in the pool, looking at the stars and meditating, completely immersed in water, except right. for my little face. So And quite naked. Well, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I was getting a, a moonshine. <laughs> Go ahead. And so th- those moments for me are really critical for keeping some kind of clarity in my life and some kind of groundedness in who I am. And if, I, if we never pause to think about how we're conducting ourselves or what how we're processing. You know, the, the last few days have been pretty difficult um, in our country because of these shootings. And it it impacts us. It, you know, it there's no way you can hear about these things and not be right. impacted. Right. And so I, I think we have to be careful how much time we spend hearing about them over and over and over again because you can play CNN or Fox or whatever news format you like and you can become bombarded with all of that negative information that's not still happening it's it's done but your body can't tell the difference well i think when there's no obvious solution when mm. when we don't really know and we start to kind of reflexly throw out ideas um, it, it raises the anxiety level because we go, well, that's a great, no, that won't work. Well, that's, that won't work. And we start to feel helpless. Right. Helplessness is, uh, is probably one of the more scary emotions that we have. I and mean, guys, guys feel that when they're, they're challenged to be intimate with their partners and it just isn't working. Oh, is that a helpless that's feeling? That's a helpless feeling. Yeah. So, but you guys have more than that. Did you not know that? I mean, guys that think that the only they only have one, one tool, <laughs> that they're only one trick ponies. So that's why, so to speak. <laughs> sometimes you do call me a tool. Okay. You're a tool. <laughs> okay. right. So, so I think you know, I think that when people feel like their choices are limited, then they then they have to ponder. Okay, am I the one limiting my choices? Is this really true? That's a, just a great question to ask yourself a lot is, is this really true? And can I back it up? Is there is there information that would back up this belief, this thought, this idea, whatever it is, is it true? Because there's so much untruth out there. Right. It's really tough to sift through the muck and find the pieces of truth. Really tough. So, so as we do this next kind of uh, radio show, I tease a little bit about unconscious living, but I think we do go through life being a little less conscious than would be helpful for us. Right. And, uh, and along those lines, you know, you do vote with your dollars. So be conscious of how you spend your money. It, it isn't... Uh, it isn't benign to just throw money at things that you think are bad or not important, you know. So I think that that's, uh, that's a key thing. Yeah. All right, we're getting ready for a little break here. Um, so just a shout out to the Voice America uh, talk show network and let you know that if you're interested in sponsoring our show, being a collaborator, even if you want products endorsed, we do have programs for that as well. And we would love to talk to you. This is about consciousness. So if you have a conscious topic or a conscious company, uh, this is a great format for you to 
participate with us. Can we right? talk about healthcare in the next segment? Yeah, we're going to talk about healthcare. So we're going off live on um, Facebook, but we are live on Instagram. So go to the Instagram account that I've posted and we'll stay there for the next uh, three segments. Otherwise, uh, hang in there with us. The show will be on the network later in a podcast form. So you can subscribe to our podcast and take us wherever you go. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the conscious living show to reach the doctors or their guest on the live show feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to dr nancy at drnsp.com now back to the conscious living show welcome back you're listening to the conscious living show and dr mark dr nancy here to talk to you about Consciousness and what does that mean in your life? Healthcare. Well, that first segment was interesting because yeah. I, I I wanted to twist it around and talk about unconsciousness. But, you are kind of twisted, but we are going to still be focused in on topics that we believe are important to uh, everyone. And nothing's more personal than your healthcare. Mm-hmm. And um, my problem is is that my experience in healthcare is somewhat focal. We have our issues here in our hometown. It's a small town. It's been hard to attract doctors. The doctors are aging. But um, there are things going on in the healthcare system, some good, some interesting. I don't want to be negative about it. <laughs> Challenging. But, um, we hear a lot about the politics of Medicare for all. Everybody talks, mm. and that sounds like a great concept. 
but it does have some big issues. And if we're going to go to Medicare for all, it's going to have to be very incremental. But what's happening in the Medicare system? Well, they've decided to never give doctors a raise again. So the new, when they redid the fee schedule, the fee schedule for senior doctor is fixed. It's not going to change. When did they fix it? It happened about two years ago. Okay, but it was fixed before that in the 80s. Well, no, every year it's gone up a little bit because doctors have overhead and and in the fee-for-service model, they they, uh, recognize that our costs were going up, so they're they would raise up what we would receive. But now that we're going to a different model for paying for health care, and people need to understand how this is occurring. All right. Well, yeah. So what does it mean for uh, I'm a patient and I want to go, I want to go, I want to find my, I want my own doctor to take care of me. I want my doctor that will be on call for me, that I, that knows me, that, that, I can walk in and they know my name, they know my history. How do I find one of those? Well, they're they're gone. They're gone. Well, at least in Reading, they're gone. But mm-hmm. but in our, in our community, but that's would be a, an interesting thing for me to know how well you feel your healthcare system's working for you. So a few people out there maybe could comment on how how access is for their healthcare system and whether or not they feel like it's personal or impersonal. Because that seems to be the direction that we're going. When you go to go to your doctor, um, he knows you. But when you call in with a problem, it says, if you're sick, go to the emergency room. And they don't answer the phone anymore to help you with maybe a question that can keep you out of the emergency room. And then you go to the emergency room. And if you get admitted, you get a hospitalist. And if you're really sick, you get an intensivist. <laughs> then when you come back out, you get a different hospitalist. And if you go to rehab, that's a new doctor, and then you come back to your regular doctor, and he has no clue what happened to you during that two or three month uh, period of time when you dealt with something fairly serious. So healthcare is getting less personal, but I only see one side of it. So what's happening when you're in the Kaiser system? Do you feel like it's personal in the Kaiser system here in California? Or how are they doing at the Mayo Clinic? but uh, there's one thing that's true. Healthcare costs continue to go up, and they're trying to come up with ways to wrestle this down. So in the Medicare system, the idea that they got was to invite in all Medicare patients for an annual visit. Now, it's really not a doctor visit. It's a profiling visit. So that's not an annual checkup, like a, a like mm-hmm. people think of going to for their annual physical. That's correct. It's just a profiling, so so that we know what problems you have and how much you might cost the system over the next twelve months. Oh, so they're just gathering data. They're gathering data. So this isn't a time that you would prescribe for people or no, diagnose them. No, as a matter of fact, it's not even required that you see the doctor. You just need to be profiled. So they're going to invite all the Medicare patients in to be profiled. And then a, a cost is assigned to them that year. You're going to cost, based on the severity of your illnesses, you're going to cost the system a certain amount of money. And they're, and they're going to take into account how much you weigh and your blood pressure and if you smoke, how much you drink, if you have unprotected sex. Are they going through all those things, too? Well, there's a, there's a list. It's, they're called HCC codes, and they're, 
there um, <clears throat> I think that's the right term but there's a list of things that you profile with and then after you get a profile then you get credited with a certain spin that you're going to have on that patient that year and then if you spend less you get to keep some of it so that you can continue to practice oh what if you so, spend more you spend more then you don't get any bonuses and your fee schedule never changes so eventually your overhead will overrun your ability to pay and you'll go out of business all right let me see if i understand this correctly so you're 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 kind of a your just your numbers to the system they want to see what your risk factor is your your cost risk is your cost risk analysis then the the they game to try to provide the least amount of care for you to cover your needs so that the doctor gets paid well and and the hospital and and all all providers get benefit if we are able to use less resources for your care isn't this the same thing that we tried years ago where they they, they got sued for withholding care to bonus doctors well, it's it's it seems similar, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah. Well, the the interesting thing is, is they've been studying this for a number of years, and the cost savings have been very limited. I mean, I think that you know there there is a consciousness in the healthcare industry to do what's right, and it is still expensive, and so savings have been uh, very very small. So when so we have these politicians right now that are really pushing Medicare for all as if free free Medicare for all it's not free nothing's free. But the, when they say Medicare for all they have really do you think they even know what they're talking about? Do they even know what that looks like in terms of the delivery of healthcare? Well, I think you have, you know, the the, the really the biggest problem of course that hasn't been addressed is cost. And nobody seems to know how to wrap their arms around cost. And and until that is understood, I think all of these systems will struggle. And it's true in Canada and, and Great Britain, too. So no one wants to face the, the realities of uh, serious health encounters. And it's a miracle. Some of the things that we have uh, uh, from drug companies, for example, they're they're. Laboratory studies and inventions have changed people's lives. So it's very confusing. It's not just as simple to say that they're ripping us off when they've come up with medications that, uh, you know, people with rheumatoid arthritis. I watched my mom with rheumatoid arthritis with the bent fingers and very limited lifestyle. And that doesn't need to happen anymore because of medications from drug companies. So it gets very convoluted and there's no one. It's easy to point your fingers at any one person. But certainly, as we talk about Medicare for all, the me- the current Medicare system is struggling. So, so trying to leverage that um, is, uh, for me, a little bit concerning. I think people are having having trouble with insurance companies and are having trouble with healthcare providers. Um, I think we need, you know, I'm going to take another look at the Kaiser model, right. where, where you kind of merge the insurance company with the healthcare system. So that they're all in one instead of separate entities, because separate entities, there's an inefficiency that we think maybe we can recapture and a conflict. And we don't really want healthcare to always be a conflict. We want it to so be. So maybe if anybody's listening that has Kaiser uh, coverage uh, and we'd love to hear your experiences. I had it years ago and I, I had a great experience with it, but I was young and healthy. So um, what, what's the experience when you have something 
more aggressive, like right. rheumatoid arthritis or cancer well, but or what, heart disease. What, what's, what's the experience people are having with that now? You couldn't get somebody into a doctor for eight months with newly diagnosed rheumatoid arthritis. Well, that's so, you know, access here in Reading is, is very compromised. We're a smaller town. We had a fire. We don't have a big shopping center. Um, we're outdoors kind of people. So we're, we are having trouble attracting people. But I worry that I'm that my, my personal experience doesn't represent what most people are feeling across the United States. You need to start your blog so people can write you right. about healthcare. More information is always a, a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, Medicare for All doesn't control costs, and um, they're trying some new ideas, but they keep trying things that haven't worked before in terms of trying to control costs. So I'm not sure... That, that we're going to be able to push into that arena without knowing that we can control the cost of health care. That's, okay. that's the message. So. so so people really should, you know, when people are promising this Medicare for all, start asking your politicians more questions about what does that look like and what kind of health care and, and how what, what's the model for this? If you think that, you know, one of the phenomena, one of the unconsciousnesses of health care is, is not writing the check for your health care costs. You know, I, I it's think painful. Uh, people people do not like to write the check for their health care premiums for their insurance or their visits and or their visits as well. Yeah. They um, they have a very difficult time doing that. So they prefer that their employer make the payment for them for their health care costs. Well, just know that that competes directly with what you're getting in terms of increases in wages mm-hmm. when the, when the employer has to increase his costs. For healthcare, he has less money to give you for to raise your wages. So even though you're not writing the check, healthcare costs continue to plague us. And until we come up with a conscious solution to it, we're we're really going to continue to struggle. I think it's close to twenty percent right now. So what's the best healthcare? Staying healthy. Exactly. I heard somebody say that to me a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, so you, for the last well, since I've been in healthcare, so it's almost. Well, a long time. Um, so, <laughs> how many years? Uh, you know, I was, I've always said the best health insurance that you can have is to stay healthy, to eat eat well, get your rest, not smoke, exercise, keep your weight moderate, um, think happy thoughts, have great sex, be in love, be, have great relationships, focus your attention on your relationships, because we know that people that have uh, meaningful relationships, friendships, and and lovers uh, definitely live longer and healthier and happier. That's why I've been saving a lot of money, dear. Yes, because I'm super healthy. So, and you too, yes. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're getting ready for another break. Um, we're going to take take a little bit of a break here, and what are we going to talk about when we come back? Um, gosh, I don't know, dear. Um, We'll come up with a topic. I, I'm, I'm seeing a word there I want to talk about. What's that? Morality. Morality. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what that is. All right. So this is the Conscious Living Show. If you are interested in being a sponsor, contact me, Dr. Nancy, at drnsp.com, and we will be right back. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. listening to the conscious living show to reach the doctors or their guest on the live show feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to dr nancy at drnsp.com now back to the conscious living show welcome back you're listening to the conscious living show and this is Dr. Mark and Dr. Nancy here today to talk to you about consciousness. Absolutely. How do we live consciously? Pause and think and look around. You know, when I think back on my life, I think I've I've always been relatively conscious because I've loved thinking. I've always been a sapiosexual where, you know, thinking the thoughts and the mind and conversation always turned me on. But what really shifted for me was when I started yoga and taking that hour or hour and a half to sit down on a mat and just be present and have to pull in all your thoughts. And at first, you know, your mind is like monkeys. And one of my primary teachers, uh, Mr. Iyengar, used to say that when people walk into a yoga class, they walk in with their body as one block and their mind in a thousand pieces, And when they leave, their mind is one piece and their body is a thousand pieces because you can find all those different pieces of your body to to work and move and be conscious of. But most of the time, we're we're not we're just conscious of this block of a body. But our mind is like wild, drunken monkeys. Yeah. Those can be kind of fun. You You know what I do when that happens? What? Math problems. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. When we first started yoga, I was like, "How do you, what do you, when you're meditating? What are you thinking?" He goes, "I'm doing math." <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> people need. How to, does that work? <laughs> people need to re- rediscover math. Well, that um, would certainly put me to sleep because I am not. I am not the math person here. <laughs> really? No. You did, does that shock you? Shocking. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But I'm the fun one. <laughs> Hmm. 
<laughs> All right, dear. Any other comments for me? No. Any any more compliments? Yes. Well, you are fun. <laughs> okay. But, Just but you're a geek too. Oh, I don't know how you work that out. Because hmm. you kind of you kind of got the hot geek thing going. Okay. All right. So We're let's getting, talk about let's talk, more popular. Let's talk about morality. Well, I, what I thought was interesting and how it fits with consciousness is yeah. how um, when you when you recreate a situation where people come together and are going to create a group, how quickly that concept comes into play. It is almost unconscious. Morality is an almost unconscious thing. Do you think but, it's innate? I, I think there is. I think there is some advantages uh, of of that, and I think that that's. When you say innate, I think it's got a competitive advantage for communities to have morality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think that it's natural to the human condition to to feel that. Fortunately, not everybody gets it. Right. Know. So, could morality uh, just be humanity? Right. Right. I mean, because when I when I think of the word morality, um, there's there's two sides of it. One is my own personal moral compass. But there's the other side that I resist, and that is other people trying to create my compass for me. And I get, because of my outward uh, expression on social media and around the world, um, I get a lot of moral judgment imparted on me by other people, other people trying to change my moral compass by theirs. Well, I think I think that uh, morals are a way to try to control another individual, but really, it's probably better thought of as a way to control yourself. You know, it's, more, it's more. It's probably more something that would be better to use for your own self-control. There are people who don't um, who have morals, but don't know how to maintain them, and there are some people who just don't seem to have a moral compass, which mm-hmm. is. It usually means that they have probably a mental illness Sociopath. or condition, mm-hmm. some type of condition, right. and um, which we try to be have some empathy for. But but uh, morality is definitely kind of an interesting concept now because of all that's going on. You know, mm-hmm. I had an interesting uh, comment uh, stated to me on one of my social medias, and it was actually on a bunch of pictures that I posted of me teaching yoga to a big group. And this person said, why don't you try, um, try uh, teaching loyalty um, instead of what you're doing since you are married? And I thought that was really interesting how somebody, one that doesn't know me at all, that, that has, has somehow um, come to the uh, understanding that I'm married and what that means to them they think that that should mean the same thing to me and that whatever I'm doing implies I'm not loyal. So I, I was, it was a very interesting pause for me to go, hmm, well, I mean, I had an instant response, but hey. that was probably not, not the one I, I would have given had I given it some thought (laughs) had I stepped into my consciousness but it was but it was really interesting how people are so tempted to bash somebody with their own morality because it doesn't jive with theirs you know it's like you you're different from me therefore I'm going to beat you into being I'm going to be mean to you and beat you into trying to be like me as if you're right 
Yeah, and, and, and loyalty is another tricky subject there. You, you, loyalty is earned, and so it's, it's ongoing, I think. Yeah, well, definitely. A long time ago, Nancy said, hey, are we going to sign up again for another year of marriage? Well, I did that for the first like five years. <laughs> Every year on our anniversary, I would say, um, "How'd it go for it?" Are you going to sign up? Are we signing up again? Because this is this is the re-up time, and you know, I want to make sure that that uh, you're here because you want to be, not because you feel like you're stuck with me, and and. And I think he was a little worried that I was grading him or something throughout the year. Well, I, wasn't, I got a little scorecard. Yeah, I wasn't worried about my decision. I was wondering what you were thinking. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. So loyalty, though, I think has to has to be earned. That's a little more continuous. Uh, morals tend to tend to just be your own human compass. I think you you we all have them if we just listen to them. We all have an innate kindness. We know we're better off together than we are separate. So don't do things that that separate yourself from the group that are not necessary. You know? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really enjoy the word morality. I, that's not a word that sparks joy for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that phrase, spark joy. That's that whole clean out your closet thing. But it doesn't spark joy for me. It sparks judgment. So, um, so I think morality. If if morality is left to be a very personal decision and experience and it's just for you and it's not based on dogma it's not based on 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 societal pressures that it's really based on your moral compass and you're doing things that are kind and compassionate and and following that path that that you have to live with but i i would prefer to look at it as integrity because integrity to me means that that you do things as if as if somebody was watching even when they aren't and i think that's where social media reveals a huge lack of integrity i just had a guy send me a picture you know a video of his genitals last night and then call me some slithery scathing names when I told him that that was assault, you know, um, he and and I mean, he called me such horrible things. So he he, he has no integrity, zero. So he has to live with that. You know, yeah, it's not a, it's not about you. It's no. about him. But I was smiling when you said that. Uh, how did you put it? When when nobody's watching, you have to be consistent. Right. But when nobody's watching you, oh, wow, watch out. <laughs> Well, there's certain things I can't do in front of a lot of other people. <laughs> Doesn't mean I wouldn't if I could. My, my secrets. <laughs> so I'm good at keeping secrets. Thank goodness. Yeah. So yeah. So we do have our, our, uh, our personal moments, and they don't need to be shared. And, you know, that's when you actually start to get to the core of who you are. Well, uh, and and that's all. I mean, that's that's a whole different arena because that's consensual. That's agreed upon. There's nobody being harmed in the making of that film, <laughs> if it's filmed. Right, right. So your own your own moral compass. Take some time to ponder it. It's a good it's a good um, meditation uh, concept, I yeah. think, and see where you're at. And if you if you're having trouble with your own moral compass, get some help. Talk to some people. Uh, get a feeling we don't really know how to help these people that are going out and 
taking guns and shooting people, but we do know that there's warning signs and they must be struggling. So, so right. let's try to find some unique ways to identify these people so that, so that they can be helped because up to the moment that that is, that occurs, that whole thing can be um, undone stopped. and stopped. Mm-hmm. And after it occurs, it's, it's, it's totally broken and, and there's no going back. Um, so many instances that that occurs. I mean, if you've ever been in a car accident, you know, mm. a moment before you're driving down the freeway, everything's good. And the next moment, you know, red lights are on and you're going, oh, what the heck, you know. So we need to try to figure out how to get to these situations before they're so broken that it's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah, I agree. So integrity, um, morality, those are big ones. Yep. So we'll keep we'll keep talking about them. We love to ponder these words. One of one of my favorite things that we've done over time is Mark will ask me a word, and then I just start talking about it, and then we can have a conversation about what that break it down. What is the meaning of that word? Because oftentimes when I say integrity, my little thought bubble has a. A description in it, but your thought bubble might be very different. So it's it's fascinating when we can share our own interpretations, and then we can learn and we can expand our ours, or kind of re revisit or go. Nope, I like mine best. But at least then we're conscious that what we're saying is really what we're meaning to say, because oftentimes we use words in ways that aren't really what we're meaning to say. And communication. Yeah. It is it's it's tricky. We have a president that needs to pause every now and then. He they just need to take his phone away. All right, so we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to have um, another segment for the Conscious Living Show that it's on the Voice America Talk Show Network. Now we're looking for sponsors and supporters and collaborators. So if you're interested in sponsoring and getting your word, your product out there in a big, big way. They have a huge network, and uh, we're excited to be a part of that. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Show. This is our final segment for today's show with uh, the Voice America Talk Show Network. So I want to talk about gender bias consciousness. And so often in our languaging, we use uh, pronouns uh, universally. And, and the he is probably the most overused pronoun in, in general conversation. And so when we, when, when we talk about um, professionals or we talk about, uh, we, we typically, it's very common, I hear, I listen to this a lot, and of course I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a strong, powerful feminist, so I'm always listening for the he word. But the he is used to engender a group of people, and it leaves out the she. So what I would suggest is that when we, when we hear ourselves say he, that we replace it with they. They, you know, because we, we, we talk a lot about, you know, and, and I used to get so frustrated as in healthcare because as a nurse, it, everybody thought that if you're a nurse, you're a she. So nurses were always referred to she as she. And, and then if you became a doctor, you, you, if you weren't a he, nobody would think you were a doctor. And so we've we've put a lot of gender bias on professions, um, behaviors, and this is where patriarchy has kind of uh, overshadowed our consciousness because it's it's implied that girls can't do this and boys can't do this, and so you know, a, a, a parent or, or somebody that's staying home raising kids, people assume it's a she, not a he. Because we've we've put that into the female category or the feminine category. So I think we just need to be more conscious so that we can get over this gender bias because it still perpetuates the gender bias, that the he's and the she's. So I think it's more important that we use the they to incorporate all people in that in that category that we're referring to. So when we talk about doctors, they, nurses, they, that that's that's one of the things I want to talk about. Is just being aware of the Do we lose gender. do we lose something with that? No, I don't think so. I think it's inclusive. Hmm. I think because and I'm gonna call you out real quick here, but you use he for almost everything. Mm-hmm. So you never include women. In your in, in in from my perspective, it's always just men. So when you talk about doctors, what's the little vision in your head? Is it men or women? And you you were raised. We were raised in a generation that the man, the doctor was the man, and the nurse was the woman. That's been a very hard thing to get out of our our little thought bubbles. So we so when we put the he or the she to it because pronouns are important and I I failed this year at um, at my event in Jamaica and I'm gonna be do better about that 
the year before, at the beginning, we went around the room and we, everybody was given an opportunity to, to identify what pronoun they preferred to be used with them. Because we assume that if I look like a female, that I want to be referred to as a she. And I may not. I may want to be referred to as a he or a they or, uh, uh, you know, whatever. So It's almost like we need a whole brand new word. Well, that's where they, they, they is all inclusive. But they is plural and singular at the same time. Right. Whereas he is. Plural and singular at the same time. He I yeah. mean, it's singular. She, it's a person, one person. No, but, you, but when you talk about doctors, you say, you know, when doctors, and then you refer to the he's. I'll, I'll, I'll point it out to you as well, we go. Well, I, I mean, I think we do, we do get that wrong sometimes, we'll, you know, but, but I think when we, we use those pronouns, we're trying to give more information so that a person can vision people, and we do, we do get it wrong. Yeah, you know? I yeah. Mean, I mean, if we're referring to a doctor that's, their name is Kim, you don't know whether it's a man or a woman. Right. So if you go she, it's probably a woman doctor, and he, it's probably a woman. Right. So you go they, and they, Kim, they, and you still don't know. Maybe it's not relevant. Well, but you, I'm not talking about when you're talking about a specific person. I'm talking about when you're talking about a, a group of people, doctors. You refer to all doctors as he when you're talking about doctors. Hmm. That you bring the heat. I'll show you. Yeah. All right. Because I was listening. All right. We can go back and listen. <laughs> um, and then the other is the heteronormative. You know, when I'm teaching about sexuality, uh, too often, because in my little thought bubble, because I'm heterosexual, in my little thought bubble, I put men and women together. And that's incorrect. That's only in my thought bubble. So what I need to be more aware of and I'm working on consciously is to be more inclusive and just to talk about uh, lovers and couples and and people who are in relationship and to stop saying men and women you know and when you address it's no longer okay to address a group of people as ladies and gentlemen because you don't know there's some people in there that don't identify as a lady or a gentleman so we're, we're trying to be more sensitive to the fact that we've been excluding a lot of people from these conversations simply by our terminology and to be more sensitive. And we're going to screw up because it's, it's, a, it's a new way of communicating. And, I, and I, I would ask that people who have felt excluded, like me as a woman, to be a little more sensitive, to not call out every time, to not get angry, but just to bring us a, a g- gentle awareness to when you use he all the time, I feel excluded. Or when you use heteronormative behavior. And I did have a teenager actually point this out to me in the high school class I taught. She felt like I was using a lot of heteronormative and she wondered how I felt about homosexuality. So I, because I was using heteronormative conversation words she didn't get the gist that I have no judgment about homosexuality that I believe that's a very normal aspect of human sexuality so she she didn't get that from me because I was speaking heteronormatively so I gave the wrong impression but she didn't understand the difference between gender and preference no because gender is different than preference well but I was talking about heteronormative I was talking about couples 
in men and women being couples. That's what I'm talking about, heteronormative. So if everything you're talking about has to do with men and women, um, it, it leaves people out. And Tantra um, has historically had that bend to it. But when you look at Tantra a little deeper, it's more about the feminine and masculine energies, which we both hold. So we can be in union as a, as a two women and have the yin and the yang, the masculine and the, and the feminine energy unification. So we're learning more about being human. We're learning more about being conscious. And so, you know, we're going to bring up these topics for you to think about, ponder. That's really what we're about. We're not here to tell you how to think. We're just here to invite you to think different, to open it up, to maybe ponder a different in a different format, have a different perspective. For me, that's the most fun thing about my life is that and why I feel like I appear to be a moving target is because I always am looking to embrace new thoughts and new ways of seeing the world and learning about human behavior. Well, there's always words to talk about. So, and we do tend to get a little bit serious. I think, um, you know, um, maybe down the road we'll have shows that are a little bit more lighthearted. Do our comedy act? Yes, but we have to usually we have to have a couple glasses of wine and then we're funny yeah. as hell. So that's maybe that will be a, a tease for the next show. We'll see if we can come up with something that's a little more lighthearted. Yeah. All right. Well, we're ready to sign off. We will be back uh, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time for the Conscious Living Show on Voice America Talk Show Network. Signing off. Until then, love harder, laugh more, and kiss longer. Love you, dear. Love you. Thank you. All right, have a great day. Thank you for joining us this week for The Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. 